Welcome to another episode of The Key Lies Within, where I seek the discovery of self and document my experiences and things I want to gather a better understanding of. I am your host, Kayla, and this is my life's quest. In turn, I hope that this podcast will invoke discovery of self to those who partake. So today's episode is about my first solo travels, what I like to call Boy Voyage Solo. I don't know if that's how I translate, but that's how I was feeling. <laughs> so um, basically, this will be a podcast recapping my decision to take the solo trip, my experience and takeaways and things that I would do differently on a next trip. So I uh, recently had an idea too, also to um, like get out of my local city limits once a month and I also got a suggestion to kind of do it around events that's happening in different places so this is pretty much the beginning of that essentially even though I haven't really officially uh, decided on anything to do in February but hey so uh, I had reached a point in my life where I felt like I was just uh running myself against a brick wall and then constantly just kind of chipping away at myself and then there was a light bulb that went off and I was like hmm I don't have to be in this state you know I'm not like tied down by like children or a marriage or any and even in a marriage you shouldn't have to be like still not a possessive union you know shouldn't be anyway because you're still an individual and individuals still need to be individually fulfilled you know so um I was just kind of in a stuck space so I was like I can just get up and go so that's what I did and I had taken the first week of the new year off anyway from work and so one day I was like hey I just really want to get out of like my in my immediate like physical location and so I booked the plane ticket like but not without thinking not thinking about money not thinking about um if uh not thinking like that I would be going with anyone <clears throat> and I also booked the hotel this is all within minutes and then I uh was all set to enjoy my first trip and so the destination I chose was Atlanta and I chose Atlanta because it was relatively close. It wasn't like super, super far because I really don't like flying on planes for extremely long periods of time. I know I really would have to condition my mind, you know, to travel out of the country or even on to the other side of the country. <clears throat> but so I wanted to be close. I wanted to be a place that I've been kind of wanting to go. And then I also uh, knew that Delta Airlines had a hub in Atlanta and it would be relatively inexpensive to fly into that hub. So I was like, bet I'm going there. I've been like kind of um, wanting to go there like and explore for myself because I've always gone in groups so, like 
church groups pretty much or with family and so I just wanted to that was that was that felt like a and then I know people who live there so it was like well if something happens you know always have somebody to to hit up you know it was just a it was like the I guess the safest bet to jump out uh, for the first time like this with no thought or anything and so the decision came because I just felt like I was becoming real there was um there was a lot of monotony in monotony in my day-to-day life so went to work came home went with my went um spent time or hung out with um my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend now and so in um and that was pretty it pretty much it it was like there was nothing going on in my life that excited me and so I felt so out of touch with myself and so I'm like this would be perfect just to shake the system and just get out there put yourself out there stop being fearful of the things that you don't know because you know that shoot I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes you know let alone worrying about what would have happened in a couple of months or years or whatever from now. And then so and then I was like, well, I work so hard. I go to work. I barely take time off. And I I put in I put in a lot um, for self-security to the and But, you know, I'm not playing as hard as I work. And so I'm like that that's the end of that, you know. And I just wanted to be free to to just um, not have to worry about anything or anybody else, just myself and just making sure that I was happy. And so, um, so um, I really, the experience, the experience in itself was amazing because I started it off with like the get up and go mentality. And that was just like a high in itself. And then so once I got there and um, it was just like the scenery. I love like the hilly interstates and like the patchy woods. And you get like this city vibe, but you get like this very rural feel too. And I realized I like that. That That's, that's like serene or peaceful for me. And then... um. Because, like, I live in New Orleans. New Orleans, for starters, we don't have natural hills. That That's not the reality in New Orleans, let alone the immediate parts of Louisiana that, that I would come in contact with. And then we're, well, we're, we're below sea level, so that's a totally different climate in itself. So it's, like, kind of like that wet, I don't know, it's like the humid that humid vibe in the weather and so it's like a lot of like like I, I I haven't really experienced well I have other places but like as far as being in New Orleans being able to experience a lot of those those natural occurrences that you know that they just kind of build around you know and so and then <coughs> so um, uh, I ended up staying at the embassy suite and my mom had points. 
So your girl ended up uh, being able to stay at the Embassy Suites for four nights for, I think, a little under $200, I think. And so that was amazing because I had Embassy Suite breakfast is to die for. You hear me? It's like you get the omelet bar. You can get scrambled eggs. You can get pancakes. You can get waffles. You can get sausage. You can get cereal if you want to. And it it, it was just everything was perfect. So I had a guaranteed breakfast that was going to be off the chain. And I can really sit down and enjoy that breakfast and take in the moment and, you know, just take in myself. And then they had an indoor pool. So I was so excited because I got to swim and it felt it felt so good just being in that water and letting my hair completely get wet and just like taking like an hour to just be with that fluid, that fluidity, you know. And then the suite was to die for. Oh my gosh. I had like a little living area with a desk. And then um, there was, you know, the bathroom. And then the, the, it was like a separate room for the bed. And it was just so beautiful. And then I enjoyed room service, of course. It was like I really went all out for myself. And it was like I was so excited because I didn't wait for somebody to do that for myself. And that was so rewarding. I didn't have to wait on anybody to create that opportunity for me. And um, so for forever, I've been always wanting to go to the Georgia Aquarium. So I finally was able to go to the Georgia Aquarium and it was an experience like no other. For starters, they had so many um, exhibits and different things and activities you can experience in that one place. So it made the price tag so much worth it because you got so much for your money. And you and I got uh, so well informed on things that I didn't know about Aquarius, aquatic animals. <laughs> and so they had this dolphin show. Which, so you go in this arena, you go in like this, this, um, this auditorium. And so they have this huge pool. And then as you coming in, it's like everybody keeps advising you like the first 10 rows are the splash rows. And so it just, the splash zone. So it's like splash zone, splash zone, splash zone. And so I'm like, well, let me make sure I'm not on the first 10 rows because I really don't want to get wet. Like, even if it's just a splash, you know, I really don't want to get wet. But then, like, as the show became closer, you know, they had, like, the workers. They was walking around saying, you know, we have these ponchos you can buy if you're in the first 10 rows. Or we got this you can buy to not get wet. And then I'm like, well, if it's just a splash, you know, what is the big issue? And so I'm like, okay, is this, I'm not in the splash zone, so... And I was still a little questioning that because I was not that far from it. And so, but it was like a perfect end seat. And it was one, it was like the perfect end seat. And nobody was sitting next to the end, the uh, end seat. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sitting here. And then, so the show starts and they, they, they're playing like the, like the intro video to the whole experience. And they have one of the, the um, trainers, um, speaking and everything and then that uh the video go doesn't say splash zone he 
the the person in the video is like this is the soak zone and i'm like the soak zone and i'm like that makes sense for ponchos because the people aren't gonna get splashed they're gonna get soaked but you know you really don't know because you you don't know the nature of what the dolphins i didn't know what the nature of the dolphins going to be doing and so then they bring the dolphins out and these are like some highly intelligent beings and they're they're doing all these acrobatic different things. They're like using their fins to like like uh, push across the surface of the water. They like doing that to also push like the trainers across the water and they jump it in and out very high. And when they get to like the rim of the pool, they like literally flick their their fin and it splashes so much water. And it's like everybody that's like at the bottom of it they're soaked the floor is completely saturated and they do that for a couple of times but it was just amazing to see the seed like uh, because they're they're highly trained I do know that but it's like some you know all of that is not just being able to be a highly trained have the ability to be a trained animal you know you you still have to have the ability to interact with humans at that level where you kind of see the human, where it's not like the human is a threat to you. You kind of build an ally with the animal and that kind of goes into like being a highly, like just highly intelligent, you know? And so, um, <coughs> excuse me. And so that was amazing. And then there was a penguin walk. <laughs> so they let the penguins out. And they walked down um, like a like a path, and it was so cute because they were just like walking, like they were just like, okay, I'm here, okay, cool, and they just walk and walk and walking. And then, um, so uh, Georgia Aquarium is the only aquarium apparently with whale sharks, and so they these are humongous sharks that I can't remember if they appear it I think they may kind of look like a hybrid but they're but the moral story they are so big and like the ones that they had are still adolescents and so at this point I can't remember how long they were but I can remember how wide their mouth is and it's like four feet and this is an adolescent like like the um, tank that they had can hold six adult ones and they had four and then they're adolescents so they still have the potential like they still have have the window to mate and when they mate they have um, a huge litter so that means if one of <laughs> those adolescent whale shark gets pregnant they have to figure out what to do with those with those babies I don't know what baby sharks are called or I don't even know because it say whale sharks so I don't know I don't know but and then they had like these these uh bugler whales and they have they have kind of like I guess like a stingray ish well it's not really a stingray but I don't know. It's <laughs> it's kind of like the tire man, the like the white tire man. I can't remember what brand it is, but anyway, they had those sharks too, and they were very beautiful. They were 
white. They were all white. And then I had the opportunity of getting like a cartoon drawing of myself. But it came out pretty cool. My uh, family said it doesn't look like me, but it's cool. And it's so crazy because I have a lazy eye and it captured the lazy eye. And I'm like, oh, man, I was I was trying so hard not to. But, you know, I didn't want to blink on the time he was doing my eyes and stuff like that. But he got the essence of my eyes, essentially. And then so then I went to Coca-Cola, um, the Coca-Cola um, museum, but. I went when I was younger and it seemed like it was just like this grandiose experience. And when I went there as an adult, it was like, wow, I could have kept my money. I wouldn't do this again. <laughs> and then, um, and then I decided to catch up with a friend, which basically she, I grew up with her in church and the church I grew up in it's like a it was a church comprised of families and so you know her and her family pretty much like I'm not like mom dad child family like your grandparents your cousins your aunts your uncle was like big families like different generations in this one church and so uh they relocated to Atlanta after Hurricane Katrina New Orleans and so I caught up with her and we went to this diner I can't even remember the name of it but it's it's specific to Atlanta and it was like it was on a Sunday and the wait was a long time the wait wasn't that long it was maybe like 20 minutes and it was two of us so we pretty much got in faster than I guess like a larger group would and we sat like at the bar and the food was so good I had like this um, I think I had like a hash because it was like potatoes. I remember potatoes. I remember like um peppers, like red, green peppers and something else and like sausage and stuff and eggs, I think. And it was, oh my gosh, it was a lot of food. I didn't finish it, but then I got preoccupied with the biscuit and the biscuit was so buttery. It was to die for pretty much. And we talked and caught up and, you know, kind of kiki. <laughs> and then she took me, like, on a tour of Atlanta or, like, I guess, like, the the downtown area pretty much. But that was cool. And then um, later on that Sunday, I went to a vision board party. So I've never made a vision board before. And so I was like, well, hey, I can go to this this gathering and it was um they was having a tarot card reading and I was like I can meet new people and so the place is called Monday Co and the woman who started Black Girl Bloggers she uh recently opened this uh workspace so basically uh, it, this workspace where you can pretty much you can either pay for a day pass or you can pay for um you can pay for a day pass or like a membership. And what you can do is it is literally a workspace. It's, it's a workspace for you. So if you need, like if you're an entrepreneur or if you, if you work for somebody, you can just go here and there's tables, there's chairs, there's a, like a mini kitchen. There's a lot of sunlight. There's even like a, a patio area. 
and you could just work. And I, I don't know. I didn't know that it apparently is a thing. And it's, it's pretty like, it's a pretty cool concept because you, cause it kind of allows you like to leave like your home or not have to necessarily work in your official workspace and just kind of unleash and, and, uh, get a different level of productivity. And so she hosted this vision board party. So I didn't have to bring anything. Well, it was for a fee too. And out of all the ones I've seen, this one was the most reasonable. Like, and you know, you got more for your money. And then I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like that. It did go to some, like a good, like a good cause or a good backing, you know? And so <coughs> uh shared uh introduced myself and um all the other ladies it was maybe like seven other ladies to include the owner of the workspace and um we introduced ourselves kind of shared what we were doing all these women were creatives in their own right they had a photographer they had a woman that was doing um 50 dates in 50 states and she was documenting that so I was like that was pretty cool and then they had a woman who she have like a uh, I think like a personal consultant business so basically she uh, help you with your like I, I can't remember but and then they had a couple other ladies too I think I can't remember exactly what the other ones were doing but we exchanged like social media and so you know you kind of kind of forged like these these different connections and a, a lot of them well really most of them weren't originally from the area some had just moved and like um and another lady she kind of came from Tennessee because she's thinking about moving away from like her family just to get a different experience because she's always been in this one town and so she comes to Atlanta to um to try different things which I think was pretty cool and um yeah it was it was a very cool experience and then had a tarot card reading which I never had and I was going into like kind of making sure I didn't show that I was nervous because you know energy is energy and energy plays into everything but overall like she did it in quarters, like kind of like quarterly what what may come. And but overall, I had like a very abundant year, and I, and it was perfect because it happened and like the reading happened in January, so it was so perfect to kind of set the tone at the beginning before that first month is even out, because it was like this was like the first weekend of the year. Matter of fact. It was like January 6th or something like that. And it was just, it was, it was, it was like a perfect place to reset. You know, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was just so perfect for me at that period of time. Like it was definitely the, the beginning or like the, the pieces to the, to the shift that I needed to happen to take care of myself because a lot of times you kind of get so wrapped up into either what are you either what you are not doing or what you're doing and if you're doing it right or 
the relationships you have and overthinking and not prioritizing yourself and those relationships or those people, not even like the relationship, because uh, the relationship is pretty much just the title, you know, but the person is the one that you hold that connection with. And so then after that, uh, I, I wanted to eat. And so I had got a suggestion to go to a Kroger market. So Kroger, the grocery store, has like a market in Atlanta. And basically it's it's different eateries, like different cuisines and everything. And like the aesthetics is so like, it's like a wooden frame and it's kind of like a rusted vibe, but it's so chill. And so I had came across, I had wanted, no, I didn't want sushi per se, but it was the first place, it's the first thing that attracted me. And I was like, ooh, I can get I can get a roll or whatever. So I got a roll and then I tried, what did I try? I can't remember what it was, but I it was like, it was pickled cabbage. And it had a spice to it. And it was so good because it, because, you know, I was reading the menu and I was curious to what it was and really didn't know what it was. And then I tried it and I actually liked it. I wish I can remember what that name was. And so um, I had that on my roll and then the bartender made me uh, a drink. Oh, my gosh. I have never experienced a bartender like this before. She was very engaging. We talked. It was like. She gave, she, she made me an amazing drink. It was just like a very good experience. And then they had like another patron because the way it was set up, it was like they had tables, but then they had like a bar too, but it was like, it wasn't like the high bar where you like sitting in a stool. It was like a lower bar and it had, um, they had like the counter of the bar and then like a lower counter where you can eat and just sit in a regular chair so next to me it was a guy and he was on the phone with this friend and it was like it was like period I had like I had the 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 great experience with the bartender but then his conversation was just like pure comedy so that was like it was it was like a like a little joy and it was just so funny uh listening to this conversation because I can't even remember what he was talking about but he was he had me cracking. I was chuckling. And then, so, um, <clears throat> pretty much, um, to sum it all up, I treated myself to a nightcap that involved me loosening up and taking my own advice and beating to my own drum and also gaining a lot of confidence and transparency with myself and not judging myself for wanting to do certain things or how it may affect someone is is okay to consider people and um not be disrespectful to people that you care about and but then you know you have to think about like if you're doing things like the expense of yourself and I no longer want to do that and so <coughs> ooh, so for this trip my mantra was to loosen up and leap. And that's what I did. And as a result, I experienced so much that I wouldn't have never imagined. And I didn't allow the fear, my fear to hold me back. And I just did. And uh, 
Granted, in the midst of this, I did remain vigilant and mindful of my surroundings because A, I was a, I was a lone woman in a city that I didn't live in. So I made sure I didn't look like I was lost or I didn't know where I was going. Like I, I kind of made sure that I kind of knew I gave off the vibe of uh, I knew what the hell was going on. And so, uh, uh, so basically these are some takeaways from the uh, trip. So I would say uh, tip number one would definitely be uh, set a tone for your solo trip. Or even if it's not a solo trip, it can be a trip with other people. Like you set the tone for it or the intent for it. Mine's what's to reset and let my hair down, yeah. And then uh, secondly... Uh, think about transportation what would be feasible I used the uber my entire trip and Atlanta has uber pool so larger cities have uber pool which allow you to uh, pretty much uh, cut the cost of your ride in half or in three uh, depending on how many other riders it is and they are generated based on who is in your vicinity going who who's who is in the area that you're requesting the uber and going to a general vicinity which it worked for me i didn't have any issues and i even had a really cool conversation with one of the drivers that's from i think he was from either i think he's from trinidad and tobago and you know we kind of sh- share sentiments of, sentiments about like the difference in our carnival time, our carnival experiences and everything, and you know kind of telling each other you know it'll be kind of cool thing to experience. And um, I enjoyed that better because I didn't have to worry about parking. And then turns out the hotel I was staying at they charge for you to park. So I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't get a rental, but it just depends on your circumstances around um, your trip. And uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, I, well, I didn't actually, but I found the event on Facebook. So what I did was I put in Atlanta and I put in the dates I was going and then I just looked through things that was happening. And that's how I found the vision board party. Like, and the crazy thing is the woman hosting it, I follow her, her black, her black women, her black girl blogger Instagram page and I didn't even see it on there. So, you know, hey, you know, things, you know, things happen mysteriously because I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was, it would be like a creative push behind it. You know, it just happened and worked in my favor. And so, uh, well, I would suggest finding an event where you can probably intermingle with the locals. And that way, you know, you can kind of forge different bonds in that area because you never know. You may come back and it'd be kind of nice to have connected with somebody who knows the area. Just a suggestion. And also another tip, uh, you can use the opportunity to link up with family and friends in the area for like lunch, dinner, whatever um that you haven't um you know people that you haven't seen in a while and then also i would advise like um be think about the choice of hotel so i opted for a hotel with a free shuttle to and from the airport 
but that meant I was like 20, 30 minutes outside of the city. So everything I wanted to do was in the city. So that was like a 30 minute, that was pretty much an hour ride total going and coming. So uh, got to consider that too. And then, um, yeah. And uh, some things I definitely would do differently is maybe choose a hotel with some eateries and like walking distance in the close pro closer proximity because where I was it was like nothing but hotels and woods so it was not anything remotely walking distance and then it being like more the outskirts of Atlanta it really it's like it's not really set up for there to be anything in the close proximity and so that mean, meant I was either doing room service or I was eating before I came back. So like any in the middle of the night things, it just wasn't happening. And then one night I ended up really having a sweet tooth and I brought something from like the, like the, um, I guess like the little store that was in the hotel and it wasn't extremely pricey, but you know, it would have been nice to have something in more closer proximity. Oh, my feet are falling asleep. Um, yeah. And uh, I will also do different, uh, find like a list of local eateries, things that's kind of unique to that area. That's not necessarily like a tourist attraction, but it's just like kind of like, you kind of like, you. This, it gives you an essence essence of the cuisine that's there and lastly I would definitely say for the trip like I would still use my credit card to get the points and you know just to ensure that I don't have any issues with people I'm saying not with people with any issues with like uh anybody using my credit card inappropriately or anything so and then, but I would like to save for the trip. So that way, once the bill come around, I can pay it in full with cash. This time I, I use my credit cards. I still have balances on it. I know. I, I really splurged, but it was all worth it. And so, uh, kind of looked at, like, um. Uh, why I allow fear to kind of keep me in a bubble and it's just kind of going back into like fear of the unknown and then that unknown being so unpredictable and then like the loss of control and kind of realizing that all of that lead to me not self-managing so if I can self-manage and and have some pieces of the puzzle that kind of makes for more stable Kayla essentially but um that's it and I thank you for listening and if you have any questions uh I'll leave information down I'll leave mm, contact information somewhere <laughs> I thank you for listening and have a nice day Bye.